This is from Newer with Love, the podcast that aims to help you discover the light within you because you're awesome, living the life you deserve, and loving who you are. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of From Noor with Love. I want to thank you for joining me again today. In last week's episode, we discussed some of the reasons why we hold on to a painful past. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please do, because I think it will help you to fully benefit from today's talk, inshallah. So today we are going to answer the question, how do we redefine a painful past? I want to stress that these steps that I will discuss are not necessarily needing to be taken in that order that I discuss it. And they aren't all encompassing because the human experience is complex and diverse. However, they are important a very important part of the healing journey as I've observed it in those I've helped and in myself. So back to the question, how do we, how do we redefine a painful past? Well, it very much begins with a willingness to change. You need to want to let go and to commit yourself to that change that you want to make without commitment. You really won't get anywhere. And that change should be grounded and honest. You want to relinquish that negative internal voice, that critical voice that's always beating you up and just enter this journey from a place of, I am committed to healing because you will face a lot of challenges along the way and a firm commitment is essential to your success. And so is consistency because nothing will change without you being consistent. If you want to experience the compound effects of healing, then you really must be consistent and commit yourself to the change. Think about going to the gym. The person who is steadfast and consistent, they will see the results and reap the benefits in no time. However, Sometimes along a journey is going to burn. They will have muscle pain. Yet through perseverance, you'll start to see the change in your body. You'll feel stronger and you'll probably feel better about yourself. It's the same with going through the process of redefining and letting go of your past. It's going to hurt and it's going to burn. But in the end, you will emerge an emotionally healthier a more grounded individual, inshallah. Some of the things that you'll need to commit yourself to are first and foremost, trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Trust that he knows best. Trust that he is the master planner and make frequent dua. For those who are not Muslims, that means making frequent supplication to Allah. Ask him for healing. Ask him for a firm resolve and whatever else you need to heal and make this part of your daily life. And it reminds me of my own healing journey. I was very much a person who used to rely on myself first and then turn to Allah. Only, of course, after I had kept hitting a brick wall. But once I realized that in everything I needed to turn to Allah first, 
and then take the necessary steps to enact the change that I wanted to experience, it was a profound mind shift because it actually made me stronger. We normally think, oh, if I'm super self-reliant, I'll be strong. It's about me and my mindset. However, what we forget when we leave our creator out of the equation is that our source of strength comes from him. And that's why I mean by a profound mindset, not just knowing it, but feeling it and believing it. And you also need to trust in the process of healing. Believe with a firm conviction that what you're feeling and experiencing ultimately will benefit you. And I know at times when you're feeling that pain, that could be something difficult to believe in. But if you switch your mind and really say, this pain one day will benefit me, I one day will find the lesson, I will grow from it, then that is also another way of training yourself to have a more positive mindset. And setting, letting go into motion is also an important step. Because when you set letting go into motion, it requires you to take necessary steps. And one of those means addressing your pain and the negative mindset that it helped create. You need to find what you need to help you. That may be a coach or a therapist, or you may be able to do it on your own, or for example, listen to a podcast like this, but be willing to give yourself whatever is necessary for you to change. And once you start experiencing that change, stick with the changes that you're making. Let them become a part of you because your mindset will challenge you, your old mindset, and your emotions will start to surface and you'll need to commit to working through them and dealing with them. Until you start dealing with your emotions and allowing yourself to feel the pain, there's no way that you're going to get out of that endless cycle. I experienced that myself. And the only way I was able to step out of the cycle was to challenge myself. Every single time I felt and I saw myself slipping back into familiar patterns that I was very much trying to break. What's also important is that you commit to discovering what you need to help yourself transform. And this is different for everyone because everyone has different pasts. We have different reactions. We're different people. That's what makes us unique. But, and there is really no one set of rules. Instead, discover what you need and what you want for yourself and commit to providing that for yourself. And this can be done through consistent reflection and self-evaluation of where you are in the process and where you need to go. And you need to be consistent in your reflection and your evaluation. I can't stress that point enough because evaluating once in a while or just once or twice really doesn't give you that compound effect. You want to build on that self-reflection and that self-evaluation. And that only comes through consistency. And for me, that meant giving myself more of myself and treating myself with more love and kindness and respect and setting boundaries while learning to set boundaries and then sticking to setting boundaries with other people 
and it really required a lot of soul searching and listening to my gut about what I was feeling and then acting upon it. Also commit to giving yourself the space and the time needed to heal. Sometimes you might need to take a step back because you're not ready yet. Give yourself that time, but don't take a step back and stay stuck there. Know that I'm temporarily taking a step back because that's what I need. However, I am committed to moving forward and then challenge yourself to move forward. You know, you didn't develop these aspects of yourself that you're trying to change overnight and it will take time to change in the more positive light and more importantly, it will take time to heal and healing is really the most important aspect and true healing will ultimately be what facilitates lasting change. You also need to acknowledge the pain and this means that you'll need to experience what you are feeling. And part of acknowledgement is to really connect with the pain. I can't emphasize this enough because we become so used to pushing pain away and ignoring it. I myself used to overeat to push the pain away. And really all it led to was me gaining weight and feeling horrible about myself. Plus pushing away the pain, it uses an incredible amount of energy and you need this energy during the healing process. And by acknowledging the pain, you're freeing up that energy that is so vital to this process of healing. And something that may, maybe some people will find beneficial is giving your pain a creative outlet. I myself love writing, so I will write out what I'm feeling and thinking and just let it flow. But this creative outlet can be anything like, for example, what I did, journal entry or painting, drawing, gardening, any form of creativity that you're comfortable with and that you love. It's a powerful tool because it gives your pain a physical space. However, it is important to note that you do not use this creative space as a way to avoid or mask the pain in any way. Instead, you really want to use it to express and acknowledge the pain. That's what I mean by giving it a physical space. One exercise that I did as part of my creative outlet was that I would write someone I loved very much and pretend that I was saying to them the things that I was thinking about myself. And this completely shocked me. I was in shock at my lack of self-compassion. Developing self-compassion will definitely help you to balance your self-image because instead of being overcritical with yourself, you start to deal with yourself in a compassionate manner in which you acknowledge your feelings, your needs, and you're able to be kind to yourself. Think of it as nurturing yourself and your emotional well-being. Eventually, you will also need to accept the past. It's unchangeable. I mentioned it, this in a previous episode. We can't do anything to change it. And accepting what has happened doesn't mean you say it was okay. Instead, you accept that it has occurred and that you're ready to move on from it. And this, in my opinion, is the most important aspect of redefining your past. You need to accept it and no longer consider it as something that scarred you, but rather as something that shaped you 
This is the, the process of redefining it. Even if you don't like the person that you are now, you can use the past to become the person that you want to be. You can use that energy of the past to propel you forward. I myself no longer think of my past as painful, but rather as painfully beautiful. I don't want to brush away the pain, yet I see how it transformed me into someone who is far deeper and richer as a person. And it's a part of the reason I'm able to talk to you today about this topic. And that's why I say that it's painfully beautiful, alhamdulillah. I also truly believe that even in the most horrible events a human can experience, there is goodness. And we hear this all the time from survivors of tragedies that they have found a lesson in it, and that's the goodness in it. I myself have experienced some traumatic events, and some of them that I have been subject to have been plain criminal and evil, and yet the difficulties that I face, that you face, have lessons in them. I found that my difficulties made me reevaluate myself and made me work on growing as a person. More importantly, it helped me to develop my relationship with Allah. I became conscious of Allah, far more conscious of Allah, and I began to rely on Him more, alhamdulillah. And it may be difficult for you to see the goodness if you're still experiencing the pain, but as I said, you're trusting the process So you trust that there is goodness, that there is benefit in it for you, inshallah. I, as part of this process, really started to realize my own strengths and I began to view myself in a far more positive light due to the tragedies that I experienced. And one of the benefits of tragedy is that it will really show you everything about yourself, the good and that which needs to be improved. And what you can do is start from a place of emphasizing the good about you and really start to build on that because we're shifting away from focusing on negativity and focusing on positivity and build on that. And this is where we go back to mindset. When you develop a positive mindset, you'll be able to see the good in what happened and you'll be able to learn and grow from it, inshallah. Because nothing happens without a reason. Every single human being has their test to deal with. Everyone has their own story, their own thing that you're, they're going through. And we even see this reflected in what Allah told us in the Quran. He said that we will surely test you with something of fear and hunger and loss of wealth and lives and fruits, but give good tidings to the patient. That's in Surah Al-Baqarah 155. When I really started to contemplate this verse, it humbled me. I was surprised that it humbled me because I began to realize that whatever hardship I was going through had been chosen for me by my creator. And to be quite honest, it made me feel kind of special. Like, wow, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this difficulty for me because he knows that I can get through it. And frankly, that really blew my mind away. 
And it's made me start to appreciate my struggles. And it also made me accept my own responsibility. And by this, I'm referring firstly to your responsibility to how you now allow the past to define you and your commitment to change. In addition, you know, I realized that for some of the things that happened in my past, uh, I had a role in it and I needed to move on from that and to allow myself space to forgive myself. I want to stress that this doesn't apply in cases of abuse where victims often feel guilt because if you've been abused, it's most certainly not your fault. The beauty that comes from accepting your past, and yes, I did say the beauty, is that it builds a necessary bridge between you and your pain and how you choose to divine yourself. You need that bridge to move you to the next stage. And it's all about keep on moving forward. And moving forward is allowing yourself to live in the now and that the pain no longer controls your presence. Now, when I think back to things that I have experienced that caused me pain, I'm at peace. And instead of being angry or hurt like I was for so long, I'm able to see how it's part of my life's journey. And I've really developed a deep sense of gratitude for everything that I've experienced, alhamdulillah. And I do mean everything. Cultivating gratitude is a powerful means to overcoming your past. Being able to be grateful for the experience is healing. It releases you from the critical voice. It replaces the heavy negative energy with a lightness that's full of positive energy that will help to energize your plans, to fuel your dreams. You just begin to feel good when you are. And even when you're faced with difficulties, you'll find yourself looking for the goodness and you'll have a stronger belief that you will survive this test and you will come out a better person. And when you persevere, you can even reach to the point where you no longer consider the past painful. Instead, you embrace it as something that has shaped you in a significant way to become even more beautiful than you were before. On this journey that you're on, there will definitely be moments of doubt. However, they will start to become easier because as I said, you'll start to look for the goodness, You'll have a more positive mindset. So those moments of doubt will become easier to overcome. As you begin to cultivate more gratitude, you'll find that these moments of doubt will even be further and farther in between. Now that reminds me of an ayat in Surah Ibrahim where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and remember when your Lord proclaimed, if you are grateful, I will surely increase you in favor. But if you deny, indeed, my punishment is severe. Now, we often think of uh, Allah increasing us in favor or there are, however, we often think of this in a materialistic way. 
And one of the things that I started to realize is that Allah will increase you in favor in whatever way you need, whether that be spiritual well-being, emotional well-being, physical well-being. He knows what you need and he will increase you in favor the more grateful you are towards him. And there are many more ayat in the Quran talking about gratitude towards Allah and it's definitely something that benefits us. I myself started to keep a alhamdulillah journal. I had heard about gratitude journals and I didn't want it to be something arbitrary. I wanted it definitely to be a form of gratitude that I was writing down towards my creator. And I started to write down five things a day that I'm grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. And it had the effect that it helped me to rely on Allah more and to be more grateful and to shift my focus away from my difficulties and towards my blessings. And it's definitely a tool that can help you to slowly change your mindset. Now, you don't need to keep an alhamdulillah journal in a written form like I did. You can use that creative outlet and express your gratitude in a creative way. So whatever fits you best, but definitely with the intention of I'm expressing my gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The last thing that I want to talk about today is a very deep topic and that's forgiveness. Forgiveness is a necessary part of the process and forgiveness itself is a very unique process. And many people struggle with forgiving, especially when they've been wounded. Firstly, forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. Instead, it is a way of extending mercy towards the one who's harmed you. Now, let that sink in for a moment because quite often it's the act of extending mercy that we have difficulty with. But when you're able to do that, to extend mercy, by forgiving the person, it will heal you. And you don't necessarily need to express to the other person that you have forgiven them because this may not even be something that's desirable or even possible. Forgiveness is about relinquishing the anger and giving the past a place. And Allah has encouraged us to forgive in the Quran. He says, and let them pardon and overlook. Would you not like that Allah should forgive you? And Allah is forgiving and merciful. This is in chapter 24, ayat 22. And this was revealed in response to Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, the father of Aisha, radiallahu anha. And Aisha was the most beloved wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And she had been slandered. Her honor had been tarnished and horrible things had been said about her that really caused her a great deal of pain. That caused the prophet, peace be upon him, a great deal of pain that brought shame onto the family, that hurt Abu Bakr, her father, a great deal. But Allah chose to send this revelation down, encouraging to forgive and it was in response to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu saying that he wouldn't 
extend his generosity anymore to one of the people who had slandered her. And how did Abu Bakr respond? He responded by being even more generous to this person than he was before. And when we reflect on this ayat, we realize that it's not about that person. They may never change. They may never be grateful or deserving. They may. We don't know. It's about our relationship with our creator and the reward that we seek from him. And also because forgiveness is healing. It is freeing. It is liberating. And through this liberation, you get drawn closer to Allah. I found myself that when I was able to forgive others, it helped me to be more truthful with me. I began to realize, you know, that I myself am in need of forgiveness. And this realization really hit home when I had to forgive the death of my father by the hand of another person. And this experience was painful, heartbreaking, and to be quite honest, it, sometimes it was even like experiencing a slow torture. Yet through the process of forgiveness, it taught me so much about my own humanity that I myself am not without fault. And even though I have not committed a crime as murder, I myself am still not without fault. And I myself am in need of forgiveness. And this softens your heart. Your heart becomes lightened. It becomes freed from the shackles of injustice. I most certainly miss my dad. I definitely do. But I'm freed from the injustice that he experienced as a victim of murder and that I, as his daughter, suffered. And this is because I have forgiven. Alhamdulillah. Forgiveness also brings you health benefits. I've experienced that myself. And researchers have found that those are, who are able to forgive suffer less from stress and stress-related ailments. I definitely see how my health has improved and how it has really encouraged me to work on improving my health in more conscious ways as well. And forgiveness is something that you can cultivate in your daily life. You can start to forgive little things on a daily basis because as I said, everything lies on the other side of consistency. By being consistent and practicing forgiveness, practicing gratitude, not for the big things, but for everything that includes the little things, it will help you to cultivate the practice of forgiveness and make it easier and also make being grateful easier during those difficult times. Now, this topic of forgiveness runs far deeper than I've discussed today or will discuss today. That's why I want to devote the entire next episode to the power of forgiveness because it's a topic that deserves to have its own time. Today, what I want to leave you with is this. You know, whilst everyone's healing process is different, what is universal is that healing is like planting seeds. It requires time. It requires proper care to grow and to develop. 
So be willing to give yourself what you need. I can't stress that enough. And put in the effort for yourself and keep on making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that your healing journey will be something that is liberating for you, that will give you peace, and that will move you forward to a more beautiful part of your life. Amin. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and for listening. Feel free to re-listen, maybe to take some notes and to really let this sink in. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you blessing and sunshine and to let your days be beautiful and full of happiness. Ameen. Subscribe to my channel so you could get future notifications of when episodes are published. You can also follow me on Instagram at from Noor with love, all one word. And I want to express my gratitude for your support. I really appreciate it and I look forward to your feedback. You can leave me a message on Instagram or you can write me a note here. And if you wish, you can email me as well at from Noor with love at gmail.com and I'll get back to you. And I'd love it if you support me by sharing my podcast with I'll see you next time, inshallah, when we'll be talking about forgiveness. Have a beautiful day and much love. My name is Noor M. Fox, and you have been listening to From Noor with Love. Much love.